welcome to another episode here at Hack Your Finances. We talk all things money, but with a fresh and new perspective, helping you live a generous and abundant life. And today I'm excited. We have an amazing guest. The, the Darren Clausen. What's up? Um, Glad to be here. One of my best friends. Let's go. Um, He's an amazing man, business builder, husband, uh, gym bro. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, true. How else can I describe you? No, I, it's an honor. Thank you for having me on your on your pod, your new fresh pod, new second pod. guest. Come on, let's go, dude! So pumped. Well, I I'll, I'll share with our, our listeners. Um, I'm super pumped to have you on the podcast because I um, not only are we just like really close friends, so I've been able to see a bit of your journey mm-hmm. um, over the last couple of years. But I just, bro, when I think of you, you're so full of life. You're so generous. Like it is in the ethos of who you are. Um, and you and your wife. And not only that, but you run the best film company in Omaha, Nebraska, putting out next level content and um, building a business that isn't just successful, but a business that is like glorifying to God that, yeah. Um, I mean, it's literally called Glory Visuals. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I'd love for you, but I, I love what you've been building, but I love like where you've come from. And so I'd love to share just a little bit of like how God has moved in your world, in your life, yeah. um, that's kind of led to, to today. Man, it's awesome because even just preparing like mentally for this podcast, just thinking about just all the things that I've been through and just what God has done in my life is just, it's just all glory to God. I mean, I literally wouldn't be here without him. Um, I probably wouldn't even be alive without him, to be honest. But yeah, man, like started my story. I guess I, I grew up just like a normal kid. Um, my parents got divorced at um, age five. So, I mean, I just was like the man of the house really early on. Um, and, uh, mom and two sisters and, uh, we were, you know, in the food stamps and, and poverty level, you know, like we weren't living well. Um, but we did have, uh, food stamps and a lot of government assistance, uh, which helped us throughout our lives, which I mean, praise God for that assistance because we wouldn't have eaten. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, we did that. And then, yeah, just grew up like, my mom didn't make a ton. She worked her butt off. She she did everything she could. Um, got her GED like way later in life. Um, but yeah, really just did a great job raising us and doing her best. Yeah. But never really had a you know we never had a father figure to help out you know with the financials. So um, she did the best. I mean, she's such a great mom, and she did a really really great job raising us. But some of the years, I mean, her income would be. 19,000, 20,000, you know, would be a good year. And then I remember every Christmas she would take out a big loan so that she could afford to Mm. buy us all presents that were, you know, deemed worthy of, you know, not just like a Dollar Tree thing, but like, hey, here's a skateboard or here's Nintendo or here's Barbies for the girls or, you know, some substantial things that would make us excited. And she felt so proud. I remember as I got older, I remember her going to the bank and actually pulling this loan out. And she was so excited because she was Mm. spending it on us. And my mom was just so generous, even when she didn't have it. And if she had a little, she was the first to give it. And so I I definitely attribute a lot of that, um, of what I have, I think in my life is, is stemmed from what my mom did and showed me growing up was giving her shirt off her back Mm. to, to whoever was in need. So here we are, I guess, fast forward. Now I'm 33 years old and um, I have a business and part of a local church. I have multiple businesses and a part of a local church. And uh, yeah, it's it's been awesome. I've known the Lord for 10 years now, uh, or I think it'll be 10 years this year. I have to do the math. But um, yeah, it's been a wild 10 years. I met the best girl to marry and be a part of you know, my life with. And we've been married five years. And 
have just, yeah, really achieved a ton. And um, we just built our first home uh, last year, which is insane. Um, Something that I never dreamt of ever in my whole life. Um, Growing up, hopping from trailer park to trailer park. Um, Never in, in my wildest dreams would I have thought that we would be like building a home wow. and like picking out things. And you know, it's not a mansion, <laughs> but it's a really beautiful home that I'm very, very proud to live in and very blessed to to be in. So yeah, man, God is good and just so stoked on the journey. And I just know that he has so much more and yeah. he's only begun, but yeah, it's, dude, it's exciting. That's thinking amazing. I, I love to hear, dude, when I think about, like you just said, you were like moving from trailer tra- park to trailer park. Mm-hmm. And then you're like living in a house that you built that's gorgeous, yeah. practically as a mansion. Um, <laughs> dude, I, dude, I'd love to hear like, dude, that's such a journey of yeah. like mental framing. I, I wish I had the stats on hand about like, dude, when you live in a zip, like I, I heard something the other day that said one of the most impactful things that you can do for your kid is actually based on what zip code they grow up in because oh, wow. of like who they grow up around and the mm. ecosystem and like, yeah. because it actually creates so much framing of like what they will believe mm-hmm. about what their life could be. Wow. And so I'd love to hear like, some of that journey of like where you grew up and now you're like, I'm living in a dope house I built. Like how yeah. did you? I do get some little flashbacks here and there where I'll be reminded. I'll be like, wow, I remember like cops knocking on my door looking for me because we had TP'd a house or TP'd a, a, a tree in front of a house, lit it on fire and then ran. And this is in like the beginning of the trailer park where you enter in and I lived in the back. So we ran, cut through yards. I ran in and I remember just being like scared and knowing the cops were coming for me. And I was like, I don't know, maybe 10 or 11, um, you know, very young, but super scared and just shaking. And I remember thinking about the people that I was with while we were lighting the lighter. Mm. Like I remember throwing the toilet paper and be like, I don't to do this this feels mm. weird but the people that i was around like come on darren this is cool like you want to be a part of the crew like the people i was around in in that same trailer park like just to be honest like uh there was a few groups um that would cook meth in the the trailer park that we'd go and sometimes or the trailer that we'd go sometimes hang out and the kids would just be like off you know in the backyard playing while meth was being cooked, you know, within 20, 30 feet away from us. And I remember being so young and being naive, but being smart enough to be like, something bad is happening. I just remember Mm. the senses, Mm -hmm. my spidey senses would be tingling, like something's off here. Same thing with starting the fire with that kid. I was like, man, this this is just a weird environment. Mm. So I remember a lot of those moments where deep down, I didn't want to be like a bad kid or get into trouble. But because of the the zip code or the area code that I lived in or because of the people I was surrounded with, I was oftentimes in really interesting situations. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel like that, that has, that was like a, a component of like your, your change of perspective or even like your trajectory of like changing the people that you're around as you continue to like progress? Yeah. I think growing up, I mean, I, I was always friends with everybody. I always gave everyone a chance. And so sometimes, you know, in life, and we moved a lot. I moved, mm. I think, 14 times just before I was in second grade. Mm. So, or or fourth, sorry, fourth grade, I think. Fourth grade, we kind of found a place and stayed and then I actually made real friends. But every town that we moved in, all over Iowa, just small town after small town, I just, I would make a really good friend 
And maybe it was like more of like a sporty, like preppier group of guys. So I'd be like really into baseball or football. Well, then we'd uproot and move. Well, then this group was it really into skateboarding, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then it was like really interesting. I just kind of like wanted friends. Mm-hmm. So I would just kind of mold to wherever. And I was so young. So I was like open to doing anything. You know, I was active. I loved just being outside. So really just my friend groups changed so often. I just, I don't think I really knew um, that each piece would kind of shape who I was. But mm. um, it wasn't until like fourth grade that I started being around people that, you know, I was like, oh, this is like my best friend. We're homies. Mm. We've been friends for years now. And so, yeah, it was just interesting. I, I never really had like the the consistency of those groups around me until like fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. It's so crazy to me to think about like, I, I think the, the, the like such a common saying where it's like, show me your f- closest five friends and I'll yeah. show you your future. Yeah. But I think that that, um, it is so true. I think sure. it's like super cliche because it's such a reality. Yep. Um, and I, I even think of my own life. Like I've been through my own phase where it's like, I hung out with the pothead kids and then I hung out with yeah. the jocks and yeah. then I hung out with the, like the band kids and yeah. I like made my tour around the school. For sure. Um, and it was like, we were probably out, very similar like that in high school. Very eclectic. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but then coming out of high school, it was like, oh man, like I actually have to figure out like who I want to be. And, yeah. and, um, luckily, you know, God's super good mm-hmm. and, uh, swooped in. Yeah. <laughs> Rescue Praise <me>. God. <laughs> For real. Uh, who knows where I would be right now? One of the things I wanted to dive into is you were talking about like you've had to learn how to be selfish, but I actually think the word that uh, that came to my mind is I actually see you being intentional mm. where you know you only have so many hours in a day. Yeah. So you actually have to like learn how to do that. And I think that that equally applies not just to our life and our time, but I also think about like our, our finances and For our sure. money. Yep. Um, and so how do you, how do you think about that framing when you're building a business? Like you have this beautiful studio that we're in right now, two cameras rolling all this gear. Mm-hmm. How have you guys thought about that from a business perspective where you're going like, Hey, we have this seed. We, it's not unlimited. Like yeah. you're not like funded by VCs yet yeah. or right now. Right. Um, and you're going like, but how do we actually deploy capital? Um, and both, I'd actually love to hear this question, both from how you think about it from a like money standpoint of yeah. like how you think about gear building, all that kind of stuff, yep. but then to your time, because both of those are super, super important in yeah. business space. That's a really good question. I would say for me early on, so I've been doing this kind of work for 10 years, um, not Glory Visual specifically, but before I'd moved to Omaha, I lived in a small town in in Iowa called Lamar's and uh, it was right in the beginning of the journey of me finding Jesus. And I found uh, a couple mentors that God brought into my life that really believed in me. They just saw me and they were like, hey, I know you're creative. Do you want to go to school for it? They paid for me to go to school for a little bit. And, you know, I dabbled in a lot of things and they were like, hey, did you find out what you like? And they were just like kept breathing on just whatever they saw in me. And I never really had that. Um, I've always been like good at stuff, Mm. but never just like passionate enough to like turn it into a career. And so they saw that like seed deep down. Mm. So then I was like, yeah, I really love video. I love photography. Um, You know, I just need some cameras. I need to get a nice MacBook to be able to edit. And they're like, cool, we'll buy it. Just make a list. So I literally made a dream list. I like gave it to their assistant and they're like, yeah, we'll just buy it all. And I'm like, what? This is like $15,000 worth of stuff. And they're like, yeah, no problem. And so early on, I just was like so in awe and in this way of seeing somebody be so freely to give to me. And I'm like, well, I'm so undeserving. I don't deserve 
$15,000 worth of gear. Like I have no idea what I'm doing, but I just was following the Lord and I was like, cool, let's do this. Got a bunch of gear. I remember opening up just, it was like Amazon Christmas at, at the office. They like gave me a, a sim, similar office to this size and I put soundproofing on the walls and painted it the colors I wanted. They were just like fully letting me own my own business and dream in this room. And just some days I'd go to work and I would sit in this office with cool stuff. And I'm like, I don't have any work, but like I have an office and a camera. And like, I would just sit there and just awe of what God's doing. Well, the principle that I learned there was like, they were sowing seeds into me. Well, now I've just been so excited. Mm. My entire journey of my professional career now is any opportunity somebody has that little seed that I see in them, I'm like, man, can I just, I want to help you. I want to write the $15,000 mm. check for your business. And and maybe that's not actual monetary value, but I want to like give the time and the yeah. knowledge and the talent and the ability to help them get off the ground because that was done for me. Wow. And I think that's just transcended into who I am as a business owner, who I am as just a, a, a giver. I love, I'm generous and I love yeah. being generous. It, it just fills me. It yeah. gives, gives me life. I, I can't help but think of the scripture verse where in Proverbs where he says, where the world of the generous grows larger and larger, yep. but the world of the stingy grows smaller and smaller. Oh, it's so good. And it's one of those like just biblical principles and truths yep. that like never returns void. Yep. And uh, dude, I've I've seen that so much over your guys' life. Like you said, like you're running multiple businesses. You got Glory Visuals, Glory Gang. You got Glory Boys Pod. Like you got all of these things. Yeah. And um, dude, it's so cool. And I'm actually like on the receiving end of you like sowing <laughs> seeds, yeah. uh, which I'm beyond thankful for. Yeah. But it's one of those things where, uh, to your point, like I don't know if you envisioned this is like that you'd have all of this no. when you were sitting in that office way back when. And I'm really pumped that because yeah. I believe in the thing that God's put in us for Hack Your Finances for Amen. us to be a, in a similar situation and uh, hopefully not pay you back, but pay it forward. Yeah, amen. Um, is because I think that's sometimes how the kingdom of God works. Um, and so, yeah, dude. There was I, a second part to that that you asked, um, but the other part was, and the continued momentum of where I'm at now, um, I met Austin literally serving the local church. Yeah. And something I think, and I'll always stand by this, and I tell this to people on our podcast all the time, is if they're feeling like their business isn't getting off the ground, you're not meeting potential clients, you're struggling getting things going, I'm like, go serve at your church. Like, if you plant yourself yep. into a local church yep. and start serving, your business will grow. Yep. <laughs> you're not like, it's literally inevitable. And so um, that's my biggest advice to people is when they're trying to start something out. Not to go like try to hustle these clients at the in the congregation, but like serve your local church and just watch God open up doors to to continue to grow. We would not be sitting having this podcast conversation if it weren't for Austin serving in coffee at yep. my city church and Darren walking in with a camera taking photos and us having a conversation. And then boom, you know, eight months later, yeah. Glory Visuals was born. Wow. I, what do you think is the barrier? Because I feel like one of the things that I've noticed when it comes to business owners and like entrepreneurs mm -hmm. is it sometimes feels like there's like this like um, chasm between yeah. like the business world. I want to build this business. I want to be successful entrepreneur. Yep. And then I kind of go to church yeah. on the side. Yeah. Um, I hate it. And like, how do we, how do we help people? Cause I think there's entrepreneurs listening to this podcast yeah. that are probably feeling that tension of like, man, I want to grow and succeed, but yeah. like maybe aren't fully plugged into the local church. Man, it's priorities, putting God first. And I, obviously I don't want to confuse God and church are not the same thing at all. Yep. Um, but 
just putting putting the local church first in above um, some of the things, maybe money or your business. Uh, sometimes I think is really healthy for your heart. Um, but I I really do hate the person that's you know that that super financial guy you see you're 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 swiping on social media and you see that financially successful hey do you want to make $600,000 a month well <laughs> join my course and you know you see that stuff all the time but what i don't love is sometimes i'll dig into some of those people that are making those claims cuz sometimes they are killing it and sure. they do have value to add and their courses will help make you money but there'll be times where I'll dig into that person. They say that they're a Christian, maybe in their bio even, mm. but then I watch their content and I don't feel God at all. Mm. And I'm like, there, there doesn't have to be a difference between leading a business and being mm. full of the spirit mm. of God. It's great. And so if I don't feel the spirit on you, you're talking about money. I don't want what you have. Wow. I don't want the money you have because yeah. the money that you have is going to die when you die. It's not making this generational impact or kingdom impact. It's not mm. attractive. A lot of money is not attractive. Uh, when when God is on a lot of money, that's a lot. Of, that's attractive. Dude, I stick and love that. I think of um, the scripture verse uh, about the vine and the branches where he says, I am the true vine mm, yeah. and you are the branches. Apart and from I, it, yeah. Yeah, apart nothing. from me, you can do nothing. Yeah. And I think of that like in people's finances. And I think that that, that for me has always been the thing of like, mm. I actually don't think it matters what I do. Although I do believe that like we've been called and we we carry a burden to build hack your finances. For sure. But like, I think for us, it's like, can you stay connected to the vine? And can you stay connected to the, to God? Can you stay yeah. connected to the the house, like the, the local church and be plugged in and be a part of what God's doing? Yeah. Because I think so often um, we get great ideas to do our thing. Yep. And sometimes it's just God going like, hey, why don't you be a part of my thing first? Yep. And if you actually place that submitted in submission underneath the God thing, mm -hmm. that's actually where you can live under the covering. Yeah. Because when you live in the kingdom of God under his kingship, you can actually be blessed. Amen. The king the king don't bless other people outside of his kingdom. Yeah. So if we get underneath it and we get submitted to it, I think that's actually where God's blessing and favor can rest. Man, it can rain. get super like you can get so caught up in the day to day of running a business. We have employees. Like I I understand like the weight of all of our salaries being paid by the decisions me and Austin make. Mm. It's stressful. So you can very much take your eyes off Jesus and you can very much be sinking. Um, and not really realizing mm. it until you're neck deep and you're like, oh my gosh, oh, I forgot, like wow. the Lord. Oh, and so we had a come to Jesus moment not too long ago where like at the beginning of the year, I was telling you, we were struggling. We had like four months, like no income. And when you got, we had six people on salary mm. at that time. Six people salary, like that's a lot of money when no money's coming in. Yeah. And some business guys out there would be like, you're an idiot. Why didn't you fire everybody and figure it out? Well, you know, lesson learned, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. so I learned a lot. Austin learned a lot in that season. I think we came through it um, better than before. So we came through that season of just, what are we going to do? We paying, we're paying six salaries and the Lord really shook us on this. And we had a dinner with my wife and, and Austin's wife, Callie, and um, we were just chatting through and we bring them in on all decisions we make. And they really felt it strong in their heart. Like, we were taking God out of the equation. And mm. they were saying that God wants the glory in this. Wow. He's like, your, your name is glory visuals. Like, wow. But God wants all of the glory. And at that very time, Austin and I were searching the entire internet, calling people, paying people, mentors, $500 an hour to talk 
and glean mm. inspiration and help. Like we were about to pull the trigger to spend $30,000 for like a, a six month like coaching mm-hmm. mentorship. But I was like, we're just looking to the world for the answers when God has the answers. And so it was a really big deal for Austin and I to be like, wow, we just have to rely, put our eyes back on Jesus mm-hmm. and rely on him, not on man. And I'm not saying mentorship is bad or, yeah. or business coaches are bad. But what I'm saying is if you're only dependent on them, you yeah. will fail. Yeah. You just will. A hundred percent. I When I, I think about even just like bringing it back to like personal finance, I think that that is exactly the same thing. Yeah. That um, a lot of times people are going, man, I don't know how to make this work. The numbers aren't making sense. Did yeah. it like the stats around the average American, you know, and their finances yep. is that. And I think it's, 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 that's the the kicker that people are running into is they going, man, I'm not looking at how God's my provider. I'm looking at how, what can my hands do? Are my hands my provider? And it's a, I think that's one of the biggest, like, I think actually is like the cornerstone yeah. of helping people unlock something in, sure. in their finances, in, yeah. in their business, yep. or even in their home life where it's like, yo, if if our guys drift off Jesus and we start looking at our own works, our own ability, um, dude, it's it's a, a crushing weight that we feel. Yeah. And that's a, a, something that we're currently navigating as we're, you know, in the midst of building and launching Hack Your Finances yep. and, you know, trying to figure out next steps for our lives where we're going like, Man, it's one thing to say I trust God. It's another to live it. Oh, man. Like it's an, it's one thing to say it. We're like, God's my provider, Jehovah Jireh. Yeah. You know, it's a great song to sing. Yeah, exactly. And then like when you actually like go like, oh, do I do I carry this in my heart? Yeah. Like, do I actually believe this? Mm-hmm. And am I actually creating space for God to be that? Um, and so yeah, it's it's a it's a powerful part of the journey. That yeah, I, I think every single every single one of us has to, to embrace. And if we're talking about personal finances, a little bit outside of the business piece, like tithing is the best thing that I ever learned how to do. Come and on. so, I mean, early on when I, I just did an offering message the other day at our church and I talked about the, the first time I fully gave like pretty much everything I had because I had like 26 bucks in my bank account and I gave like 10 or 15 bucks cash that I had. And I'm like, this is like half of what I own. Mm. And so I remember that and just dropping it in the pan, like no envelope or anything, just super <laughs> sketchy. Just, But that was like, I, I wanted to give, but I was like, what's the, I was learning the principle. And now um, there's, there's, there's the 10% tithe, which I believe is a command and we are to give it um, with no questions asked. I, I, I don't even believe, try, just try giving one or 2%. I, I think just try, just do what God mm, says mm. is the 10%. Um, and people may not like that, but that's what I believe. And then there's the other piece where there's above and beyond giving. Mm. And so where that looks, that's the faith stretcher. Mm. That's the, man, this does not feel good at all. Because mm. 10% doesn't, you can you can just let that like take, like a uh, withdraw to your account and you yeah. don't really feel it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you do, but there's that that extra, that yeah. above well, and beyond. Well, that, that's my encouragement to some of our listeners is uh, there's people listening right now and they go like, 10%'s not a stretch. Like what? Yeah, that's, The thought for them, they're going like, there's there's some people that are listening like, I can't imagine giving 10%. But this is the beauty is when you start doing it, yeah. God is like, it's, I don't, I don't understand it. The math doesn't make sense. Yes. But when you start tithing, then your 90, 90% goes further than your 100% oh my gosh. ever could go. Stuff and it, just, does, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. It won't. But what, what I love is that every single person I know that consistently ties has that same story where they go, 
I, I once I started tithing, mm-hmm. it then just became a thing of like I don't want to say autopilot, but you're like, oh, yeah. like this is the life I live. I am a person that gives my ten percent. But sorry, you're get, you're going into above and beyond. No, and so and that's exactly what it is. And you're absolutely right because sometimes, yeah, I know people will say ten percent feels like a lot, but I'm telling you from a place of when it felt like a lot for me, it starts to not feel like a lot really fast because God starts to yeah. explode and open heaven on your life. Just watch him, test him in this. You will see it. But then the above and beyond on giving, it's a really great opportunity to maybe give to the building, you know, fund for your church, or maybe it's like, you know, the different drives that they have going on, like the backpack driver, back to school drive, or like blessing children at Christmas. You know, there's all that kinds of stuff. There's also just buying the coffee for the, you know, gentleman in front of you or behind you at Starbucks, you know, insert whatever that looks like. It's just being kind with your money. Mm. Um, But Every time we do it, and we have a lot of friends, and we have a lot of friends that have babies or kids, and we love them so much. Mm. And every time it's a birthday or something, we're we're dropping some cash, and and you know sometimes it feels like, man, this is like a lot, like mm. for this birthday party or for this thing or for this family member or for my my niece and nephews. Like we'll just buy them all new shoes during Christmas, and it's like this is kind of a lot of money. But I know every time we do that stuff, God is smiling down, mm. and He's like, hey, I see you that you're above and beyond giving, you're blessing these children, you're blessing my children. It just, it doesn't return void. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like a, a deficit or a, a a lack or a, you know, something that I lost, but I'm like, man, I'm just so joyful Mm -hmm. giving, um, to, to these kids that we love so much or, or to our family or insert, you know, random guy on the street. Um, and I do, I just do believe that giving above and beyond, I would say in that same category, there's some of those like weird things where like God tugs your heart and you know this, you mm-hmm. and your wife know this mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, man, you want me to like give like that many thousands of dollars away yeah, to like yeah. this or that? Like God told me one time, like, hey, you're giving a thousand dollars to that person. And I'm like, hey, babe, <laughs> God told me yeah. that we're, and she's like, yep. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And it just, it was like, that thousand dollars was instantly not even mine anymore. Yeah. And it didn't even feel like I lost it. And so I just love that. Like when God is leading, you're letting God lead your dollars and, and your heart in it. Man, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's it's a total blast. There is the other side of things too, where you're like, you're sitting in a vision builders gala, you know, and sure. God asks, hey, I want you to clear it out, baby. And you're like, wait, really? And that's, that's a test of your faith. But yeah. man, when you are obedient to the Lord, you can watch him just continue to, open up heaven on your finances. And uh, my wife and I experienced that when we bought our first house. We bought our first house for like $156,000. And we put like, you know, probably seven or eight or something into it, just making it really cute, built out the backyard, did it all ourselves, but, you know, materials and stuff. But we lived there and we loved the house, Mm. but it was just small. And so we ended up selling it for 220 later on to a friend. They didn't care about doing inspections or anything and just made like a good 70 or whatever plus on it. And yeah. it's like, holy crap, now we have this and now we are moving into building our own home. And then we we were faced with this question of, my wife goes, babe, I think we're supposed to like tithe off of what we just sold the house on. And I was like, that's like a lot of money. There's no no way. Like, we're not supposed, are mm. you sure? Mm. Like, are you hearing from the Lord? <laughs> but the reason I'm telling you this is because yeah. It's not to like boast or brag. It's because I've seen when there's these 
you almost think like the 10% and I bought a guy's coffee, so I'm good. Like I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. I, I follow the rules of the Lord, but then you're good, which you are, but there's other opportunities. Yeah. God's looking for people to show up and, and yeah. be open-handed with whatever it is. And man, the times that it's been an, uh, an amount that I'm like, that could have fed us all year. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just been more of a blessing than I could ever, yeah. ever imagine. Yeah. Generosity is one of those topics I feel like I could talk about for hours. Because right. I, I, <laughs> I, you know, when it comes to money, a lot of times people are looking for like the secret sauce or the secret formula. They're yeah. like, what's the budgeting app I need to use? Right. And there's, I don't think there's actually a lot of secrets when it comes to money. Mm-hmm except for generosity. Yeah. I think generosity is one of those, like those financial hacks that like just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I found that generosity, it's so, it's so cool. You sharing your story, but generosity is produced through revelation, but grown through practice. Mm -hmm. So like you received the revelation of generosity. Somebody was generous to you and you go, Oh my goodness. Well now generosity is just a muscle that you, you work out. And so it's like, how do you grow anything? You work that muscle. Yeah. And to your point, you're like, oh, God asked you to, you know, it's it starts with the tithe and then it's above and beyond. And you're like, it's like getting weight on the bar at the gym where you're like, yeah. I can't imagine squatting that. I can't imagine benching that. Yep. But the more you trust God, the more you exercise those muscles, the more it actually gets exciting Yeah. where you're like, I'm actually super jacked to see what the next test is yeah. because he's so faithful. And then on top of that, there's the promises, right? Like the blessing and the favor that you've seen on the other side of it. And like, we don't give to get. Yeah. Like it's one of our sayings at Hack Your Finances. We don't give to get. Yep. We get to give. Amen. And uh, so it's an honor to be able to do that. But one of the things I love is like, God is such a good father. Yeah. And his word doesn't return void. Amen. And so in the midst of us living a generous life, our world gets bigger and his blessing and favor does flow. Yep. And guess what? He's good, even if it didn't. Yeah. But I found that it does. Yeah. Um, and and I'm so thankful that that's the God we serve and that's, Amen. that's the principles we get to live by. Man, it's sick because I love seeing even the journey of Hack Your Finances. I mean, I met met you guys seven years ago or whatever, and you guys didn't have what you have now. Yeah. And it's not because like all of a sudden you hit the lottery. Yep. No, it's because you were a faithful, you and your wife have been so faithful mm. in giving and your generosity yeah. and tithing and sowing your time and treasures and talents into the the storehouse and God is opening up heaven on your lives and I remember when you guys you know you live just down the road from me which is sick because I can pop over whenever but the fact that the new home that you guys moved into and just like where you you didn't come from just like tons of money mm-hmm. like we are we are literally building this yep. for you know, our children and our children's children yep. today. Like we d- we are the yep. generation to start yeah. um, the blessing, the generational um, overflow. And um, so it's just, it's fun to be able to like run aside, like alongside you. And, you know, it's not always easy, but encouraging each other and, and being there for one another when, you know, sometimes we want to quit this stuff yeah. because it's it's hard. It's not easy. But if it was easy, everybody would just be rich and, and <laughs> happy and whatever. But it's just been a lot of fun seeing your journey. And even with Hack Your Finances, why I've been so passionate about helping you get it going and telling you to start a freaking podcast or, <laughs> you know, get your brand guide going, all that stuff, because I know this is a, a piece in this uh, financial world that we're in, this Christian financial world of there's such a need for people to know the heart of Clyde and Rachel Stackhouse. And of Hack Your Finances. And I know it's going to touch and reach so many people and families are going to be just flipped <laughs> over in their finances because of the principles and the the scripture and the the 
the passion and the conviction that you guys yeah. carry, these guys are going to be just blessed. Like we're going to do another podcast in a year or two. And we're going to be like, man, look at all these testimonies. Yeah. God's working. He's on the move. And I'm just stoked to be on the journey. Dude. Um, well, thank you. I really, really appreciate that. And I agree. I'm excited to see what God's yeah. going to do in and through us. And I know it's just the beginning and it's, it's cool. I, I, yep. you know, you talked about like we moved in this house or whatever, and uh, I'll just wrap like my, my closing piece with, um, man, you never realize the blessing that you have might actually be the testimony that somebody needs to hear. Mm. Um, I had somebody there wow. uh, delivering groceries, um, and not to be bougie, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, Hy-Vee, you know, they're delivering groceries yeah. and, and needed stuff for group or whatever. And, uh, the guy gets out of the car and, um, he was a bit older than me. And he was like, is this your house? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he's like, what do you do? And I was like, well, I like, I work for a tech company. We've done some real estate investing. He's like, oh, gotcha. And I, and I, and I literally felt the Holy Spirit go, no, 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 it's none of those things. It's me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but and I was like, honestly, I don't get it. I was like, but God has blessed me and my wife. Wow. And he was like, dude, that's so cool. And I just got to like share a bit of our testimony Sick. of like, dude, like we've just been a part of the local church and like, I never thought I'd get into real estate investing, but it was the thing that like God just kind of kept ringing the bell on. Mm -hmm. And it's just so cool that like, I actually think that finances is an aspect of people's testimony mm. that people don't realize. And that's one of the things I love about you is mm. like, dude, you talk about doing offering talks and you're like, I want to use scripture. But what I know is like, God has done so much in my life and yeah. I just pumped to tell people that. Yeah. And my hope and my prayer is that as people go into hack your finances, our course through churches or listening to the podcast, you know, all of those kind of things yep. that people would grab a hold of godly principles for their finances, that they wouldn't just go, oh, I know I need to give 10%, but they would go, oh, all of this is actually God's that I've been entrusted with to steward, to be responsible for. And so, yes, that means the tithe. Yes, that means the above and beyond giving, but that also means like how much I spend on vacations to invest in my family or how much I like invest in giving to like a missionary overseas or the way that I invest into my future or building a legacy for my kids. Like these are all components that actually are designed to bring God glory that we can actually point towards him and point yeah. people towards. Um, wrapping all of this big passion point with, because I believe that planet uh, God's plan A for planet is the church, the yeah. local church. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at the problems around our world, I don't go, we need politics to solve it. I don't even go, we need more nonprofits, although I'm actually all for nonprofits sure. and we'll start one someday. Yeah. But I go, the plan is the local church. Amen. And I believe it's through through this. It's through these kind of conversations, through these testimonies, yep. through looking at God's word and grabbing hold of these principles and go, man, we live that out. We actually are able to impact people's worlds and lives man. that uh, people can experience generosity and they go, oh, somebody, somebody help me get into a studio with 15 grand. I got a laptop and a camera and I was just sitting there dreaming. Yeah. And now I'm building God's kingdom and you and your wife are so generous to the people around you in our church. And uh, I just pray that that just gets multiplied in the people around us. And so, amen. 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 Well, Darren, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, for people who don't know where to find you, where do you where where should we direct people? Yeah, um, we do have a podcast. We actually film it right here in this room, um, but it's the Glory Boys podcast. So the Glory Boys Pod on Instagram and Glory the Glory Boys podcast on um, TikTok. I always forget that we have those TikTokers. Um, and then at Glory Visuals on everything, you can find me and all of our all of our business shenanigans. Heck yeah. Awesome. Well, make sure you go find them, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, go subscribe, go follow them. Yeah. If you are uh, in need of any video work, man, hit Glory Visuals up. I'll just tell you right now, literally the best 
best, best, best film company I've ever seen. Thanks, man. Amazing quality. Um, your your care and passion to produce quality content is like nothing I've ever seen. Um, wow. Even even to a point where I'm like, Darren, it doesn't need to be that good. And you're like, no, it does. <laughs> no, it for sure does. <laughs> um, but dude, every dude, that's what people need. Um, yeah. They don't they don't realize it, but quality matters. Yep. Um, and Amen. what I love is you do it because it's for God and for His yep. glory. And so, bro, thank you so much again. Um, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode at Hack Your Finances. Make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you follow. I hope this message encouraged you. I hope this conversation challenged you. Um, so make sure you drop a review. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear what's hitting home for you. And we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.